0: To meet you, we're all glad you
1: came. Won't you try and remember our name? Tapping pavement, got our gear all packed, but we're not quite sure where we're at. Hello, and welcome to Blood, Sweat, and Teal, a Fear the Fin podcast. I'm C. I'm Kyle, and this is not season two. This is just our Eric Carlson special. We're going to do a full, like, relaunch eventually, <laughs> soon, hopefully. You know, kind of a season I like that two we have, thing. I like
0: that we have seasons We're like, yeah. Serial or, like, <laughs> other notable podcasts that are, like, season two. Here's a ten-second trailer you... for a podcast and... <laughs>
1: If you look at, like, the episode titles and stuff, it's like, one by one, because, yeah, seasons. I planned this. Uh, so, yeah, we'll have a season two starting.
0: Oh, uh, I want to do, I wanted to just do a straight count so we can get to 69 one day, and she be like, nice, and then just post that podcast.
1: That's <laughs> it. Uh, I'll, I'll have to go through. We'll keep track. So, yeah, this, like I said, this is the Eric Carlson special, because Eric Carlson is a San Jose shark.
0: It's it's like fucking mind blowing.
1: <laughs> like this is real life.
0: <laughs> it makes no sense. It's just like, ah, Well, we just started on John Tavares, so uh, we'll just go get the best generational defenseman that we've seen in the NHL in a long time. No big deal.
1: Right. <laughs> okay. So that's <laughs> the thing. Like. When Doug Wilson has missed out on other players before, and, like, nothing's coming to mind immediately. But I know this has happened. This happens all the time. Like, San Jose is always, always in talks for whoever the big free agent is, or whoever is on the chopping block. Like, San Jose's always in the mix, but we never actually get them.
0: No, he's a a notorious tire kicker. Like, I'm pretty confident that... He wakes up in the morning he's like, which GM can I call today? And just calls, like, Yarmulkekelein and is like, what's up? How's Panarin? (laughs) And just, like, shoots the shit and then calls him again a week later. But, yeah, he's a notorious uh, tire kicker. So he's just, like, always in on all these random players somehow.
1: Right, exactly. So then when he misses out on them, Sharks usually have to settle, you know, for for something else. And this summer, free agents were, what, like, Van Reemstark?
0: Uh, yeah, J- JVR, uh, who apparently only wanted to go back to Philly, so kind of no. Stasny, I guess.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: other than Neil, that,
1: James Neil.
0: Oh, pff, whatever. <laughs> I mean,
1: was just, um, and then you know some of the the trade targets were like Skinner. I think we all knew yeah. that Skinner was going to get traded. Um,
0: Patchettie. Patchettie, um, who apparently San Jose traded for at the draft. <laughs> Uh, and, then, then... and he was just like, I want an eight-year extension. And Doug Wilson was like, meh, okay. And then Patrick was like, nah, just kidding. And then now nah, we're here. And he didn't go anywhere. <laughs> yeah. So that was weird.
1: Yeah. So I think at one point, too, that both parties denied that there was ever anything that happened at the draft. So it was, we're never going to do It was weird. No. We're never. I, and
0: he got traded to LA, too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's weird that Pacioretty was like, I'm not signing for... well. He didn't want to sign for eight years in L.A., fine. They're old and slow, and who wants to be there? Then he was like, San Jose, that's like an upgrade, but they're also kind of old, I get it. Maybe he doesn't want to move that far away. But then he signs for four extra years in Las Vegas? That's like right beside California. I don't know (laughs) if he like checked the map beforehand or what he was doing, but it was very odd that he reversed course all of a sudden after being traded twice.
1: Right. Yeah, so we're just kind of used to, I think, at this point, like accepting... Not even second best. A lot of time we were just like, well, we didn't get uh, who we wanted, but here's some table scraps, I guess. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, Wilson, build, Wilson builds the team in a way that like they're always going to be competitive, right? Mm-hmm. So he misses out on the big free agent, then signs a guy to fill a random hole. So it's like, ah, great. Be patient. Yeah. I feel like I feel like Doug Wilson has a big like. You know that cat that's hanging on the clothes hanger thing and it says just hang in there or whatever? I feel like he's got one of those just in his office and he's like, one day, Doug, we'll be back on this train.
1: Right, because it's not like he doesn't meet the organization's needs at the time, but it's never enough to to push San Jose over the edge by any means. It's,
0: it's never a game changer.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, like, to get Carlson is just, like, it's so hard to accept that this is, like, reality, that this is happening He's coming here. I watched a video of him saying "Hello, San Jose," and I was like, "Hmm, well, that's nice that he's addressing <laughs> fans of another team because, like, I just he was like golfing or something too. <laughs> I'm like, "Hmm, that's that's very kind of him to talk to another team's fans because, like, <laughs> that, that he's really coming here, and I just just can't love us. Process love, <laughs> love,
0: love us, and we'll love you. <laughs>
1: I know. Oh, my God. Did you read that piece on The Athletic where they were like, he's going to fall in love with the city the way that everyone does? And I was like,
0: oh. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Somebody, <laughs> I don't know, I don't know if it was The Athletic guy or Pashelka or somebody made a good point. When big time free agents come to San Jose, they don't leave. Thornton didn't leave. Burns didn't leave. Kane didn't leave. The only person that left was Patrick Marlow, but
1: whatever. Yeah. <laughs> well, he also, I mean, he played his entire career in San Jose, so it's a totally different situation. Yeah, so situation. He, he, he
0: didn't really leave either after being drafted. But yeah, guys don't leave. Yeah, I
1: think if you're looking for a change of scenery and you come into the Bay, like, you are sold <laughs> immediately. You, you walk in, first of all, you walk into that locker room, those players, like, they have such a good group dynamic. Then, I mean, just... You know the culture of the Bay Area, and I mean, I loved it when I was there. I I didn't ever want to leave. <laughs> you know. Yeah, so. it's amazing,
0: and the weather's, like a nice. I don't know. You do the Fahrenheit conversion. It's it's a nice it's a nice like twenty every day, so you're not uh, you're not too cold, not too hot, and I mean, oh there's... yeah, people
1: go to games in jerseys and shorts. Like, local sure wears flip flops everywhere. <laughs> That's yeah. just it's his a, life. It's amazing.
0: It's amazing, <laughs> and the media is like
1: non-existent four
0: four people <laughs> and and two toddlers under a trench coat like that's it there's it's Ottawa as much as people rip on Ottawa it's still in Canada and it's still in between Toronto and Montreal so it gets the shine and they were very much a rival of Toronto in the early to mid 2000s so Ottawa has a lot of media Ottawa is going to feast on you San is not we're just going to love you
1: yeah i think i mean Ottawa is easier to handle than either of Toronto or uh, Montreal sure. in terms of media. But still, I think especially with all of the controversy surrounding that team, any any day longer that he would have spent in, spent in Ottawa would have just been a media circus. Uh, you know, It would have been Duchesne all over again. So yeah, I think that alone is just going to be like, yeah, sign me up for eight more years here, which by the way, that's the rumor, eight more years.
0: <laughs> yeah, because he's on, because they traded for him before the season started or whatever, and he's on the roster for a full year, they can offer him the eight-year extension, not just the basic seven.
1: Which means that, like, not only are we getting Carlson, we are getting nine years of hopefully, the, hopefully. the best defenseman in the entire National Hockey League.
0: It's... Nutty. People forget, but if you follow the team for a long time... The Joe Thornton trade is bonkers, like level this scale bonkers. But it was pre it was pre social media. There was no Facebook. There's no Twitter. I don't even think YouTube was around. Like I'm pretty sure people were filling out their top ten on MySpace still. So you <laughs> had to eight. really work. <laughs> yeah, he, top eight. Sorry, um, Tom was always in there. Um, <laughs> you really had to like word of mouth that trade and really find the people that cared. And but it was obviously a seismic shift. Doug Wilson did it again. If somebody were to come up to either one of us or somebody else and say, hey, tell me about that time Doug Wilson acquired a Hall of Famer for nothing, you would have to specifically ask them, which time are you talking about?
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And like, for me, just because I do think um, a little more recently, I don't have as much of the Sharks history in mind, but... Like, the way that I like in the Eric Carlson trade is that you know that something big is coming, and that is the same way we felt when James James Reimer was traded. Because it was like, this is the piece. That is the thing. That's what we need. And getting... Like, Eric Carlson, on one hand, is like, did we really need better defense? Not really. <laughs> but, I mean, that's the best defenseman in the entire national hockey league or you just turn that down you know yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. you don't you don't when when you can acquire the best defenseman in the league you you acquire that person and figure it out later
1: exactly so it's not necessarily the the exact piece that we needed But having him still, like, he is so far off the charts. Um, We were talking about this in Slack, but, like, any of the the charts and stuff that they do, uh, any of, you know, the people who do hockey analytics work, Carlson, like, goes off the page half the time.
0: Yeah, the Uh, little colorful bars just fill up, and then it's, like, the gray bar ends where you're supposed to, and then his bar keeps going. It's really weird.
1: Yeah, uh, like... Micah Blake McCurdy um, at In Effective Math. He does like, you know, your scoring rates, What how that fits into what line you should like, you're scoring at. Like, if you're scoring at the rate of a second liner and all that. Carlson is scoring above the rate of a first pairing defenseman, like, by a lot.
0: <laughs> and he had to drag around the corpse of Mark Mathot and I don't know, whatever person was there last time, Cody CeCe or whatever. That's crazy. He's going to play with a real life. Real good defenseman in Mark Edward Vlasic. That's...
1: Hopefully. That's that's what we're all aiming for, I think, in terms of D-pairings. And I think, I, I, I mean, I think that's what uh, what PDB is going to do as well. But you never know.
0: Yeah, and I mean, worst comes to worst, he's going to play with somebody who's not Cody CeCe. So, like, he, he's going to... Pete has two options. One, he's either going to make Vlasic-Carlson the best pair tandem we've seen in the NHL in a long time. Or he's going to be able to put, for 60 minutes a game, every single waking second of this game, he's going to have one of Carlson, Vlasic, or Burns on the ice.
1: Yeah, It's just <laughs> unreal. It is unreal yeah. to think about.
0: It's like, it's nutty. It, it just, it's just wild. <laughs> it's nice, too, because going back to missing out on targets and stuff, San Jose has kind of been heartbroken a little bit recently. Like, the Taveras thing... Everybody was in on Tavares, and we missed. Uh, there was the Samkos meeting as well. So Doug has been around the fringes of these game-changing guys and then finally landed one to 14 years after, 13 years after Joe Thornton. It's just, like, it's nice to see him pull in somebody who
1: can drag a team to the finals. Right. I, uh, question. So, obviously, like... We would rather have Eric Carlson than Max Pacioretty. That's like not even a question. But <laughs> uh, would you rather have Carlson than Tavares? Give it, I feel because I feel like forward depth is really what the Sharks needed, and like to, that's why Tavares was number one. Like that was the goal. Yeah. But like, because I don't know. Like here's the thing too. When you look at like. When you look at any situation like this where you miss out on the thing you really wanted and you still get something, you know, like, it's really easy to be like, oh, well, we never really wanted Tavares in the first place, or, like, it would have, you know... No, that,
0: yeah, that would just be a
1: lie. Yeah. (laughs) But, like, I mean, I would rather have Carlson than Tavares. Like, I really would, like, because... Yeah, it's, it's tough, because...
0: The thing about Tavares is that he's a 1C, right? Yeah. And our 1C is Joe Thornton, who is 40. Um, right. And then there's Logan Couture, who is probably a very top-end elite 2C, maybe not. Because he's not John Tavares,
1: let's just be right. honest. He's like a Duchesne. I mean, where yeah. it's like, if you need him to be the 1C, and I mean, really, in San Jose, the distinction between 1C and 2C is kind of almost moot, but... Uh, yeah, yeah. Ultimately, yeah, kind of. It's it's he's a very good two C. Yeah,
0: he's like an elite two C. Like you, you see Joe Thornton in his line, and then you see Logan Couture in his line. There's not a break. Mm-hmm. Um, so John Tavares solves a need when Thornton retires and gives you greater depth, which they do need. But at the same time, Carlson is better at defense than John Tavares is at center, um, which is a weird thing if you can wrap your head around it. Right. But, well,
1: that's the thing. Is that like. Like, Tavares is not comparable to his position the way that Eric Carlson is, which is just rephrasing what you said. But, like, you're looking at the top defenseman in the league. John Tavares is not the top forward in the league. No. Well, you know.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And even if, at worst, Carlson is behind Victor Hedman, and that's maybe it.
1: Offensively, Brent Burns is the only person who comes close to Carlson, and we already have him. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, we already have that. Um, that's, that's the thing, is that San Jose has... So Brent Burns, Victor Hedman, P.K. Subban, and Carlson are probably the best offensive guys. Maybe John Klingberg. There's some guys. There, there's like a little group of offensive guys. Yeah. San Jose has probably the best one in Brent Burns, because he's basically a forward. Then, on the other side of the coin, if you look at pure defensive guys, San Jose has far and away the best pure defensive defenseman in the yeah. league in Oh, absolutely. Carlson is not only an A on offense, but he's like a B on defense, so he's not really a liability, so he's kind of in between them, but also really good at offense, so yeah. if Eric Carlson hops over the boards, nobody's thinking, uh you gotta watch when they get hemmed in the way that you would think with Brent Burns, so it's, it's, it's mind-blowing.
1: It really is.
0: <laughs> like, the defense is nutty, it's just like, poor Tim Heat is just the 7th D-man now, I and know. he just can't catch a break, but like... That's a really good seventy.
1: Well, and that that's a good transition, I think, because I fully expected Tim Heed to be the one to go back. Because, and you know, if you look at kind of you look at their underlying numbers and stuff, DeMello and Heed aren't all that different, except for the fact that like DeMello's points, like he had twenty assists last season, ten of them were secondary assists. Yeah, and no goals. Yeah, and no goals, and and Tim <laughs> Heed is. A bit more of an offensive defenseman in that respect, but like, I that's I thought that well they're gonna get a younger player who's still an offensive defenseman in Tim Heed, and nope.
0: <laughs> or how about a legitimately good defenseman in Yocum Ryan and nope. Yeah, they didn't even take like
1: well as here's the, a defenseman. Yeah, <laughs> well Yocum Ryan like I didn't. I didn't fully expect that I thought that might have been kind of a non-starter because they did get rid of Paul Martin and finding a partner for Brent Burns has been a nightmare
0: (laughs) I'm still in yeah it has been I'm still kind of in the camp that it's kind of overrated Brent Burns Paul Martin was on the team so it's awkward for Brent Burns to be like yeah I want Joachim Ryan now so I think there's that now that Paul Martin's gone I think Yoakam Ryan will just slide right in there Brent Burns won't Get right. two shits. Right. <laughs> this is like fine, and who knows? Brent Burns might not even be with Yoko Ryan. Brent Burns might be with, I don't know, Vlasic.
1: Yeah, uh, who knows? That
0: would be that would be weird. But well, like, I mean, they
1: did like Pete... Dylan Burns a couple times last year too. So always. You yeah,
0: know. yeah. It, it depends. It all depends on if Pete keeps Braun and Vlasic together or not. Right. That's the big question. And Justin Braun is declining. Yeah, he's still a phenomenal skater. That guy skates. His skating is beautiful, so it keeps him in his position. But. Carlson's just better, so it right. might make more sense to have him and Vlasic play more minutes. It's, it's just it's just weird that Braun is now going to be kicked down to the third pair, probably with Dylan or Heat. That's like that's a really good third pair. When you have Dylan Braun and Heed, just to rotate them through and yeah. see what happens.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I like I said though, I was just surprised that Heed was not going back, and it, it was yeah,
0: it it made no sense that they didn't take a defenseman back.
1: Oh well, I mean they took DeMello. To
0: <laughs>
1: oh. oh, I forgot. Oh.
0: So, my point stands. Again, I am right in my analysis. They didn't take a defenseman
1: back. Uh, I know, and I, here's the thing. I I feel for Suns fans, I really do, but like, I've seen some people already trying to go go hard for Tamello. They're like, but 20, 20 points, he had 20 points. And it's like he had... Ten secondary assists and ten primary <laughs> assists. My my
0: favorite thing is when somebody points out that for a six seven D, twenty points in sixty two games isn't that bad. And then literally every time somebody else points out right below that he had zero goals, twenty assists, and ten of them were secondary, and then the conversation just stops. Yes. Every just, time. It and we both you just you already said it. Um, we feel bad for the Sens. Oh,
1: God, I really do.
0: Sens fans are good. Like, there's no, not really a whole lot of obnoxious Sens. They are the stepchild to the Toronto-Montreal rivalry, so they kind of worm their way in there. But, like, (laughs) Sens fans are good people. They've just been downtrodden for so long.
1: Two years ago, when they were, like... A game from making like the conference final or whatever. It no, went. no, the, no, they the were they final. went to
0: game seven overtime against Pittsburgh in the Eastern Conference. finals. Yeah. they were one goal away from the final.
1: Literally, everyone was bandwagoning the Senators, <laughs> like oh, for sure, because they are they have such a likable fan base. Like, Senators fans yeah. are not like Leafs fans, yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, you have a team that's been bad for. A while, uh, you know, look at Leafs fans, you look at Oilers fans, even you look at Sabres fans, <laughs> like, <laughs> these are not nice people all the time, <laughs> you yeah, know.
0: There's...
1: so, you know, like, I, I think the Oilers fans is kind of the best comparison just because they've had Connor McDavid a little longer than like Leafs fans. Like, the Leafs got a lot of good players and developed them Quick, well, whereas, quickly. like. The Oilers got Connor McDavid, they got a bunch of other good players, and then just, like, screwed their development or sent them off somewhere else. And I think the Sens are kind of in that boat where, like, they got Eric Carlson, and they think that they didn't have to do too much else.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. So, if you look at those two fan bases, like... Oilers fans are insufferable, <laughs> and Senators fans yeah. are just like we just like watching Eric Carlson play hockey, and now they don't even have that. They don't even have that. Like it is horrible, and uh, and I resp- did
0: you know Did you know that their second highest paid defenseman is Dion Phaneuf's bio <laughs> contract? <Jesus. laughs> it's the best. <laughs> um, also, we'll just go right into the return, I guess, with Ottawa. Yeah. John Gabriel Pajot is out with an Achilles because he heard it at fitness testing on day one of Ottawa Senators' camp because it's just a nightmare show up there. Chris Tierney, 2C. <laughs>
1: yep. He,
0: he's going to play 21 minutes a night. Um, <laughs> he is going to see, when he, they're on the road, the home team gets the change, he is going to see a steady diet of Patrice Bergeron, Austin Matthews, John Tavares, uh, Sebastian Aho, Sasha Barkov, and that's oh Jack Eichel.
1: That's <laughs> exactly it. Like if you, here's the thing, for some reason Sharks fans go hard for Chris Tierney, and you know what? He was a player that was developed by the Sharks and did very well in terms of development, and I appre- yes. like I appreciate that. If you look at his scoring rates, he. Barely scores above the rate of a fourth liner. Just because he got 40 points last season does not make him a capable two C. And if you look at the two C's across the league, you cannot tell me that Chris Tierney is the same, like, same caliber player as any of those. <laughs> like, like almost yeah. any of them. Like,
0: yeah, he's he's gonna be out of his depth.
1: Like even um, uh, as the Ducks. Ducks' 2C right now is Henrique, isn't it? Like, it's... The Ducks have been, you know, just demolished over the last year. Like, they've had a hard time. And their 2C was Adam Henrique, which was, you know, something. Whatever. But, like, for a team that does not... Like, you know, is kind of in the same boat that the Senators are, where they don't have much of a team... You cannot tell me that Adam Henrique (laughs) and Chris Tierney are same caliber player. Like, you just can't.
0: No, you you can't. And it's unfortunate for him that he... Because having Chris Tierney, as much as people like myself kind of ripped on him for whatever, it was nice to be able to say, yeah, Chris Tierney's there. He's going to be fine. You can throw him at 4C. Maybe he'll move up to 3C. He's playing with good players, too. So as much as that, he's going to be just in over what he's capable of, which kind of sucks because nobody dislikes Chris Tierney. Right. Um, His hockey ability is one thing. It's the same as Paul Martin. When your hockey ability goes, that's one thing. Paul Martin is still a stand-up guy. Chris Tierney's a great guy. Yeah. And it sucks to see him go, but at the same time, um, he's just being 2C with, like, Ryan Zingle, and (laughs) I don't even know who else plays left wing on that team. Christian Wallinen is apparently a thing that's not made up. (laughs) So, like, it's going to be bad, and, yeah, it's going to suck.
1: And... The other thing about Tierney, too, is that everyone really calls to, like, his playoff performance in 2016. And wasn't that the year that he was playing 4C? Like, he was playing 3C Uh, last
0: year. Doesn't have to worry about the playoffs anymore. Well, that's true. But... (laughs) But yes, he was playing four C.
1: Yeah, he was playing in a more limited role than what he played in the last year, and that's the playoff or that's the you know the performance that everyone kind of points to, and they're like, "But remember when Chris Tierney was this?" and it's like, "Yes, like I do." He was also (laughs) that's he's a good four C. Like he is a good four C. I'm not going to argue that point. He's an okay three C. Uh, He's going to get just absolutely torn apart as a two C.
0: Yeah, poor Cobra. Um,
1: I do. I feel bad. The,
0: the the third line center on that cup run team was uh, Sharks legend Dynas Zubrus.
1: Oh, yeah. I forgot about him. <laughs> I think. Or
0: Nick falling, I don't know. Something like that. Uh, I think he's One, wing, one of these but, jabronis. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, one of these guys. But um, the biggest, I think the biggest, uh, well, this is the thing. We say the biggest piece that we're going to miss or whatever. Literally, no Sharks fan is going to come up to you and be like, I don't know if we should have traded that guy. Every Sharks fan was over the return in three seconds. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there was there was if you read you put up a piece outlining kind of the timeline on how Eric Carlson became a shark on the day um, that will live in infamy. <laughs> there was a point where it was rumored by some guy, like Evan Orper or some guy that works at the NHL office, he started tweeting out like returns and stuff like that, and we we're like okay, is this real? And he said that Hurdle was the centerpiece of the trade. Yes. Um, and then it, it was kind of defense moved in there and Hurdle, and then everybody was kind of, and I know in our Slack we were kind of justifying like, okay, Hurdle's moving out this, but we're getting Eric Carlson. It's going to be tough. And then all of a sudden it flipped, and Pegnada of the fourth period was like, the deal changed at some point, and it includes player <laughs> X, 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 and X. And we were just like, what just happened? So there was like an hour span where... Everybody was kind of hashing out the return and then all of a sudden got super over it because they gave up prospects and guys who are just barely NHL caliber.
1: Yeah, so <laughs> here's my thought on that. First of all, I think that the, what came out initially was that there were two roster players involved and
0: oh yeah I forgot about
1: that the common sense there is that well one of them is going to be Hurdle or Meyer like that just like duh like you're getting the best defenseman in the league right now you're gonna have to give up one of your really good young guys so I think that was just people's like common sense leap that they went to and they wanted to be like the first person to break it so they just made made Uh, yeah I
0: I forgot about (laughs) yeah exactly um I forgot about the two roster player thing I, I it was such a whirlwind yeah um I forgot that the two roster players was the initial report, and, and then the Hurdle thing came afterwards, but yeah. man, two and roster players, Chris Tierney and Dylan <laughs> Uh
1: Yeah, and honestly, here's the thing. If we had to give up one of Meyer or, uh, or Hurdle, I don't think I would hate that. I, I mean, I you, you just live with that. Like, sure. Like, that would suck. That would be something that would be harder for this team to fill in. I think that they could probably trade for something at the deadline that would uh, mitigate that loss. But when you look at what you're getting in exchange for one of those players, I would not have a problem with it at all.
0: No, I wouldn't have either. And if it was Luckily, both. we live in a world... <laughs> if it was both, that's, that's way different. Yeah. But uh, it, was pro- it was probably only ever going to be one. And we live in a world where uh, the Loot King, um, the Swindle God... <laughs> oh, Doug Wilson is just like nah you're going to take our 7th D our 4C this NCAA prospect this kid from Latvia and a bunch of random picks.
1: Yeah so I will say that like first of all the picks are just ridiculous. The
0: Who cares the, whatever. The
1: the Mike Hoffman clause is literally like the funniest thing that I think has <laughs> happened in the last like 4 years in the National Hockey League. Like people,
0: People, people are joking too it's like Pierre Dorian demanded the Hoffman Clause as part of the thing, and Doug Wilson said, sure, let's have Chris Tierney in here too. (laughs) I can almost imagine that Pierre Dorian, this was definitely a piece of emphasis that the Mike Hoffman Clause is in there, and I can only imagine Doug Wilson was just hitting mute on his phone and being like, what? (laughs) Sure, I don't give a shit.
1: Yeah, yeah, I
0: won't trade him anywhere. It's Eric Carlson. Why would I be trading him? I'm not you. Right,
1: and literally everything that Wilson has said afterward has been, Well, yeah, we're gonna extend Eric Carlson. Like that, we wouldn't have made this trade if we weren't going to extend Eric Carlson. So that is literally pointless and i bet knowing wilson being the scammer that he is i bet he said well if you do that then we're gonna take away a pick like if that clause has to be in there then we're gonna we're not gonna give you some other pick or whatever you know like okay yeah sure. he, he
0: downgraded a, a piece yeah <laughs> because the clause is in there even though the yep. clause was never gonna be used exactly. like just like he's not gonna call up dale Talon of florida and be like hey i have carlson now yeah um i i can't believe that pure dorian Picked up the phone when, when he, he turned. Pierre Dorian's sitting in Ottawa, it's a beautiful summer in Ontario. i live living here now, it's great. Pierre Dorian's out at the lake and he flips over his phone because it's ringing. Maybe his wife brings it over to him and says, Pierre, le téléphone because he's French. Um, and he says, Oh, oh, see, si. and he picks it up and he flips it over and it says, Doug Wilson, GM San Jose because I like to think that he has notes in his contact names. Why the hell would he hit? Yes, except just hit just hit the red button and be like, "Oh, sorry, I was in the woods. My bad." Send me an email. Well,
1: here's the thing, Manny uh, Manny Perry of Corsica made a very good point on this, and that is, do we oh, yeah. really think that Pierre Dorian sitting around like, "Wow, I got owned <laughs> after the Michael oh, oh and the Hoffman trade, <laughs> right?" Like, it's true. <laughs> really. <laughs>
0: It's it, it's true. It's funny because it's true, but also it speaks to a larger point. Why didn't Pierre Dorian read, like, one piece of literature about the trade afterwards? Right, yeah. Like, does he not have, like, is there not, like, an assistant GM that says, like, but he, hey, this kind of happened, or, like, whatever? Like, is there not, like, conversations? Does he not have somebody to give him the, the truth?
1: <laughs> well, he got shark's legend Mikel Bodker in that trade, so, you know, he won. <laughs>
0: I mean he is a roster player. Yeah. Um,
1: so, uh, also that's
0: gonna be Tristierny's new linemate. Jesus. Raquel I forgot that he was there.
1: <laughs> so oh. uh couple more things on the return. Uh so the, the picks my only issue with that is that like San Jose has, like, no draft picks. I do trust Doug Wilson to be able to build them. He did that this year, I mean, where he, he traded some AHL players for for picks, and just, you know, that is what it is. But also, like, we need those picks because our pipeline is, uh, well. <laughs>
0: it's, it's there. It
1: exists.
0: Kind um, of. I think, I think for me, this is a trade. Joe Thornton's 40 years old. Joe Pavelski is 35, 6? Something like that. I thought that. he was
1: 33. But I don't know. Oh,
0: maybe. I don't know. He plays like a 36-year-old. Vlasic is 30, Brent Burns is 31. Like these guys are not getting younger and Logan Couture is like 29 the big piece.
1: too.
0: 29. Evander Kane's 26. Um so he's not exactly a spring chicken. Um you have to win now. And one cup you could you can win one cup right now. Yeah, and Pat's I don't just care if i 34 by the I, way. I, Oh okay, thirty four. Yeah, um, you can win one cup right now and then deck around with the pipeline and have a bottom team for the next five years. I don't care. Yeah, I just don't give a shit. Uh, um, bottom
1: five? I don't know about that. That would just we want my a heart. cup. Yeah, but if you go he from, went all
0: in and made the cup.
1: Okay, but knowing San Jose and their their ticket sales and all of that, even winning a cup if they drop down to a bottom five the next year would not go over well. Just saying
0: that's fine but it would you can't the team win the, the cup run. without going all in so right um, I'm just, I'm just i don't saying. i don't really care i don't really mind that the pipeline's kind of dry it's not like josh norris was burning up the tracks anyway um,
1: no but that also gets to my other point was is with norris and balsers we lost uh, the most nhl ready forward we had in balsers and then the most likely to like make the nhl in terms of our young prospects um, and like make the NHL with the highest ceiling, uh, in Norris. So that does kind of suck. I mean, it's not that like, obviously I would take that return any day of the week, like n- with no questions asked, but it, it does kind of suck. It's like, that's, that means that that's, that's more work for Doug Wilson. That's something that he now has to do is get, prospects and get picks, um, and build that pipeline back up. I I trust him to do that. It just, that's something that I think, you know, in all of this Carlson mania and excitement that we can't ignore, that we can't be like, well, everything's good now we have Carlson. (laughs) You know, there's still work there.
0: Yeah, I I guess, but it's just like, Norris wasn't coming for two years anyway. I don't know, it's just like, it's too exciting to worry about it i guess i see where you're coming like in three years from now it's going to be pretty barren
1: oh i think Um, in i mean this year when we have call-ups this year it's going to be a little rough
0: who is the first call-up probably Alex. would be not sandberg uh
1: sandberg did not have a good year last year
0: so, I don't know. Uh, Sorensen's on the team now, because he's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, who the hell else? And would- Alex
1: True, by the way, Alex True can't skate. For everyone who's all excited <laughs> about Alex True, I need to tell you this. Alex True cannot skate. Like... <sighs> He, I don't think he's going to listen it. to our podcast, so he, like, he won't hear this and, like, come after me. Alex True can't skate. Like, you need to accept that reality into your hearts. Every, you know who I,
0: else couldn't skate? Jonathan Giju
1: <laughs> Oh, so we're going to put Alex True on Joe Thornton's line. Great. Yes, uh, exactly. Uh, that's that's how everybody who. played it. Uh, yeah, no. Every team has a prospect that can't skate. There's no shame in it. Al- Alex True is ours. So, just... Just temper your expectations. God.
0: Yeah. You know who you know who might be the first call up because he's having a dynamite preseason camp right now is Rourke Chartier.
1: Oh yeah, that's true. I forgot about your boy Rourke.
0: I love Rourke Chartier. Um he was he uh, rode Shotgun when Leon Dreisidel absolutely tore the WHL up. So he rode that wave, which is awesome. But I, I think there's some skills there. He he's been tearing it up. I think he I, I think Doug Wilson is just going to fourth line by committee. So like Sorensen. Yeah. And Gambrell and Goodrow are there, and Melko Carson, Melker Carlson um, are all kind of down there.
1: Which I think That's that fine. Gambrell starts the season with the At center, the CUDA. yeah. No, with the Cuda. Oh, no, with the Cuda? Yeah, I think so. They they were oh, super I... impressed with him, so I think that he might be the first call-up, actually.
0: Yeah, if he gets sent down, it just means that there's no fourth-line center, right?
1: Well, Goodrow did it last year,
0: so... Yeah, I don't know. Um, it, it's 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 really not a big issue. No, um,
1: but I like I said, I think that's something that's going to impact this year, just in terms of call ups, and then within the next two years is going could possibly be a big problem. Um, yeah. So we're gonna kind of wrap this up. Just like final thoughts on the Carlson thing. Actually, I did have one other thing I wanted to talk about, which was the Ringer article about the Carlson trade. It had a whole thing about how it. It would have been more fun to see Carlson get traded to Vegas because, the quote, the Sharks are always going to be competitive. And I've heard this, I've seen this narrative kind of around a little bit too, just random posts on Twitter and stuff. And it drives me crazy because anytime anyone wants to make a joke about the Sharks, and this is always people who don't even, like, watch, stay up to watch Pacific Division hockey. Like, But, um, the... You know, whenever you you gotta make jokes, it's always, the Sharks are chokers, and it was 3-1, and whatever, all of the Sharks jokes that we know. No Cups, all that. But the second that the Sharks get a player that is finally going, that can take them to a Stanley Cup, it's, well, that's not fair, because they're always competitive. <laughs> what <laughs> Like, that drives me absolutely insane. Like, people, I don't want to hear anyone outside of the Pacific Division, or, like, even just anyone outside of sharks fans talking about the Eric Carlson trade, I just don't. I don't. Except for
0: sense fans, we like you. Oh, you that's can true. Come.
1: Yeah, I. We uh, we want you to join us, please. And
0: I have I have, I have something coming uh, this week about how you can join us.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um,
0: it'll be. I'll give. I'll set out the guidelines for how you can come <laughs> enjoy uh, beautiful teal um, and beautiful Eric Carlson just freewheeling around. <laughs> uh, well, Mark Edward Vlasic is like, oh offense. All right. I bet you Mark Edward Vlasic has his best offensive year this year.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: Just by like, hey, Carlson, want to shoot a slap shot? Here you go. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the Ringer article is actually good if, if you want to check it out, other than they wanted... I, th- I think the sentiment was like, Vegas is this new hotness, it would have right. been fun, but it's kind of also cool that they recognize that San Jose is a legit machine. Yeah. Um, year after year so um and there's no there's no there's no shame in going from good to super good um, right,
1: right,
0: yeah. so like I, I i'm fine with it. It, it whatever you guys can all get bent this is our team <laughs> and also also i would like to point out and carlson gets a pass because he's eric carlson and he's new it's not shark nation <laughs> it's, Sharks ter- it's Sharks' territory. Yeah,
1: what in Shark There's- Nation? <laughs> when did Shark Nation start?
0: <laughs> like, when did this I think happen? He, he just
1: didn't know. He didn't know. So, Eric Hart- Yeah,
0: and I, I, get the, I get the sentiment that he was trying to, like, like include all the fans and stuff. And right, he's a great right, guy, right. and he's an awesome community guy, and so is his wife. Well, I mean, like, um, do they
1: call that Senator's Nation? Is that a thing? I don't know.
0: Senator's Nation is actually just Leafs Nation. Um,
1: <laughs> well, and that's the thing. I think all of... I mean, that's... I write for the Nation Network. They're all you know, whatever nation. So like, I, maybe that's just what he's used to. He didn't realize. Yeah. It's yeah. Territory. Probably.
0: And like living, living in Ontario, I can tell you that Leafs nation is actually like the term that they gave themselves for like the fandom. Yeah. Um, so like, I, I can see where he did it, but I would just like to set the record straight that when, they sell those big white sign, the parking sign things. It says shark's territory, uh, which sounds way cooler, and it's like a shark. It has territory. It doesn't have a yeah. nation. There's no, there's no, like, country of Sharklandia. Absolutely. Um, so it's shark's territory for, for going forward.
1: <laughs> if you're listening, but, Eric Carlson, just so you know. Yes,
0: Eric Carlson. I know you're listening. <laughs> um, you're consuming all shark content. Um, but uh, circling back, you had uh, our final thoughts. I think this is a home run. Uh, in every aspect of the of the word, yeah. Uh, this is this is this is a Babe Ruth like moonshot out of Yankee Stadium. Yeah. Like this is this Doug Wilson basically said, "Here you go, guys, win a cup."
1: Yeah. This this changes everything about this team. Like it changes the entire tone of that room because I think last year the thing that we kept saying was, "Well, it's kind of a question mark. Like, what is this year going to be?" You drop Eric Carlson into that locker room, and it's not a question mark. It's not what is it's. So we're winning. Like that, 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 that is the entire mood in the room now. And that is, uh, that is the tone of the season. And, and I think when you, when, uh, you're willing to, to do that, to make, yeah, make that move, that, that says a lot about how far you think this team's going to go. So,
0: it, exactly. So, yeah. And you made, you, you made the point earlier. He cashed in his two most likely NHL chips, uh, in the next two years. He cashed in his, Pipeline chips in those prospects. Um, other than Nick Merkley, it's pretty bleak. So um, Doug Wilson, uh,
1: Ryan Doug Merkley? Wilson
0: left the. Re, oh yeah, Nick's his brother. <laughs> <laughs> oh, whoops, Ryan Merkley. Um, we don't want the Arizona one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So Ryan Merkley, other than Ryan Merkley, Doug Doug Wilson basically pushed all his chips at the poker table, turned over a full house, and walked out. It's it's now or never. Uh, Doug Wilson did his job. Uh, so I am beyond excited that this happened i I just i i'm all in right now for this season this season's gonna be fun plus the all-star game plus the retiring owen nolan's number
1: yeah everything i mean this is the year this is just like regardless of how far they get in playoffs because i do think they're gonna they're gonna have a good playoff run whether or not they make it to the final uh this is gonna be like the most fun year Watching the Sharks. Yeah. You know, it's This is gonna
0: be this is gonna be awesome. You can't point to a single part of the roster where you're like, I don't know, this could fault them. Like even we were just talking about their fourth line, that's not a bad fourth line. No. Like no. Barkley Goodrow and Melker Carlson and Gambrell and Sorensen or whatever, like those guys are perfectly fine fourth liners. And if they get sent out there and Vlasic and Carlson hop over the boards, nobody's scoring anyway. Right. <laughs> right. So like I mean, Martin Jones is there, Aaron Dell's back, Thornton said he's hundred percent ready to go and he was skating around and looked normal so i mean there's just yeah it's, it's a good time to be excited is is all you can say and obviously winning the cup is hard but it's hard also not to be super excited about what just happened
1: yeah exactly all right so um like i said we're gonna have a season two kind of we're redesigning some stuff we're gonna have new artwork that's gonna be coming um by molly Mirkami. it's amazing she's amazing um so that's really cool that's something that's coming up soon yeah i want to thank the honey wilders for letting us use their song "Idle wild for our intro and outro um we're going to be doing that from now on it's a good song you should check them out you can find them on uh spotify itunes all that jazz they're great you can find them on twitter and stuff so uh they're a bay area band and they're awesome for letting us use their music um, yes thank you yeah so this has been uh, Blood, Sweat, and Teal I'm C I'm Kyle and Eric Carlson is a San Jose shark
0: he sure is